Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Who yet hasn't heard about Wisdom Wednesdays? I mean, they are so cool, you have to join. Everyone's always asking me what are the resources that I offer. And after this podcast, Wisdom Wednesdays free group coaching is probably the biggest resource I offer for free. It's every Wednesday, alternating 9 a.m. one week and 9 p.m. next week, just to accommodate different time zones and different work schedules. I will leave a link in the show notes of the resources and the schedule. Follow the tab that says Wisdom Wednesdays that will give you the schedule and get on our email list to get the Zoom link. If you're going to join Wisdom Wednesdays, the free group coaching that I offer through Islamic Life Coach School, I request that you leave skepticism at the door. If you're going to dedicate your time, I want you to be open to the conversation and what is being brought to the table. Nobody ever created lasting change through skepticism. Nobody ever earned a million dollars while dabbling, while just experimenting. Nobody ever created deep, meaningful relationships through skepticism. Nobody ever created unshakable faith through cynicism. So if you do join, which I highly recommend that you do, because we're all having so much fun in there, (laughs) I request that you come with an open mind. I am not saying don't ask questions. I'm not saying don't even challenge me. I'm saying be open to the answers that you receive. If you don't choose to attend, of course, you can stay in doubt. But again, a state of doubt never creates change. Pick a lane, either decide for it or against it. So in today's podcast, we will be talking about a concept that I learned of foreboding joy. And this was from Brene Brown. And it was many years ago. And I remember the exact time I was reading about it in a book. And she said something like, you feel joy, but in the very next second, you feel dread because of the fear of losing that joy. You're imagining what can go wrong in that moment and all the joy evaporates. When I heard this concept many years ago, something shifted in my body. I was so moved with this idea and since then I've totally immersed myself and I'm trying to train my brain not to ruin my moments of joy. So recently we took a trip to a theme park and I felt very playful, lighthearted and immensely grateful, alhamdulillah. But I couldn't help but shake a feeling of impending doom, like something's about to go wrong. And the balance between the two, joy and the feeling of impending doom, is what I want to talk about today. Because let's not forget that even when we're feeling all the good vibes, sometimes that pesky little fear of losing it can creep in and it ruins our fun. I call it joy apprehension. But after this podcast, we don't have to worry about that fear putting us down, inshallah. I'm creating this episode because many of us are just cautiously enjoying joy rather than enjoying it fully. Okay, so I talk a lot about how Muslim culture is different than the religion of Islam. Islam is taught by the Quran and the Prophet, peace be upon him. And the culture is what humans interpret it to be. Those two are not always the same. But through the appropriate approaches, scholarship, and refinement of our own hearts, we can get pretty close. Or at least that happens to be the work for us. There is a strong emphasis in our religion on humility, gratitude, and submission to God. And rightfully so. Islam is a word for submission. But this submission is misused in a way that indoctrinates women into thinking that experiencing joy or happiness is inappropriate or indulgent. What's propagated is a belief that humility and a focus on the needs of others should take precedence over your own happiness, leading women to feel guilty or ashamed when experiencing joy. This can be a misinterpretation of the meaning of submission in Islam, which calls for the submission to the will of God, not for the suppression of your own emotions, especially joy. Ironically, emphasis is only on suppressing happy emotions, not sad emotions. Suppressing your experience leads to a sense of disconnect between what is being practiced and what is the true spirit of the faith. 
If you're feeling guilt or shame when experiencing joy, it's because as Muslim women, we are taught to prioritize the needs and well-beings of others only. Unless the joy is related to the success of children, family, husband, or community, we are subliminally told that it is not for us. This is a completely cultural phenomenon. Nothing in Islam says you can't create joy for yourself as something that only you enjoy. I believe it is crucial to find satisfaction and equilibrium in your daily life outside of your relationships with other human beings. Contentment and joy are two vital emotions and greatly influence your well-being. They don't have to only be occurring in relation to your family members. I encourage you to find joy independent of your relationships. And that is not to say you have to give up joys of kinship and other relationships. I just want you to explore and create this emotion just for your own sake and learn to prioritize that for the time being. Practices of Salah, Dhikr, and other forms of worship are also forms of mindfulness and mental well-being that are helpful in cultivating joy. So you really don't have to go far in this quest of creating joy for yourself. But you must learn to care for yourself with the same tenderness and concern you would otherwise show a loved one. Just as you would not hesitate to fill a prescription for a sick relative, don't neglect your own well-being. Often, this self-neglect stems from feelings of self-loathing and a belief that I am not deserving. If prioritizing others over you is commonplace, then not only are you suffering, they are suffering by extension as well. This level of self-work requires a very granular understanding of your emotions. As we journey through our emotions, it's important to approach them with curiosity and openness and not shy away from the messy and difficult aspects. Being vulnerable and embracing the complexities of being alive is a vital part of inner exploration. This is a part of Tazkiyat and Nafs. Understanding and navigating our emotions can be complex and filled with nuance. It might take practice for you to fully understand when you're actually truly enjoying yourself and when you're blocking it. Blocking it from a very undertone of fear of losing it. All of these hints are going to be very subtle. In order to fully understand and appreciate your emotions, you must become comfortable with the paradox and the nuances within them. Our emotions are closely linked and they may seem opposite but are always interconnected. So when you feel joy for yourself, the very next feeling might be how terrible it will feel when you lose that joy. That is only natural. Emotions are created on a spectrum and the opposite of joy has to be felt at some point for you to know what joy feels like. Again, just a reminder, the world as a whole is a mixture of order and chaos, and it is important to strive for the balance. This balance can also be seen in the Eastern philosophy to their concept of yin and yang, which illustrates the idea that neither light or dark can exist without the other, and the balance can be achieved by finding the equilibrium between the two. As a Muslim woman, though, we are taught balance and moderation, which is especially fitting when it comes to emotional experiences. Attempting to eliminate all negative aspects or chaos from your lives creates an unachievable state of perfection. Remembering that there will be times when you won't be able to create harmony and it's okay to let disappointment and hurt be present, not at the cost of harmony, but as an opposing paradoxical force. The light and open or positive emotions cannot be interpreted by the brain if the tight, heavy, and closed negative emotions are not experienced as well. I titled this podcast Apprehension of Joy because you are often unable to experience joy fully even for a moment until the memory of it being lost steals the experience. Two very contrasting feelings occurring simultaneously but paradoxically. The true beauty of human experience. But we are not helpless bystanders in this. We are creating both of them 
It is one thing that we're willingly allowing the paradoxical apparent opposing emotions to coexist because without the presence of one, we can't experience the other. Without sadness, we can't experience joy. But it is entirely different to dissolve joy because of fear of its loss and refusing to let it in because it feels foreign, strange, or unfamiliar. I have come to understand that the coexistence of seemingly opposing emotions is a natural part of human experience. It is the ebb and flow of life and something that we must learn to accept and navigate. However, it is another thing entirely to allow the fear of loss to cloud our ability to fully embrace and experience joy. As a recovering people pleaser and a perfectionist, I understand the concept of apprehension of joy all too well. Since life handed me a curriculum, I decided why not learn from it, and that's exactly what I did. What you will offer to the world tomorrow will be built on what you think is a challenge for you today. So if fully embracing joy is a challenge for you, if you're constantly in apprehension of joy, overcoming this obstacle is your curriculum. In other words, foreboding joy is a feeling of being on a cusp of experiencing true happiness, only to have it contaminated by the negative thoughts of potential negative outcomes. When I teach this concept to Muslim women, they tell me I don't want to indulge in joy because it will feel really bad when it goes away. So then your answer is not to enjoy life at all and to fail to experience joy ahead of time? So you're telling me the answer is turn your back on joy now so you don't have to feel the withdrawal of it going away. This is just another example of you failing ahead of time. Again, just because paradoxical emotion of joy remain does not mean you cannot embrace joy. And a lot of this is a result of intellectual colonialism. Long after military and geographical colonialism has been over, our minds still think the non-Muslim or the white person is better suited at experiencing joy and true happiness. And also when I teach this concept, and I'm helping women become comfortable with experiencing their joy, I also say that it is a reminder that as Muslims, we must always remain humble and grounded in our faith, recognizing that any joy or success we may experience is ultimately a gift from Allah. But when I teach this, the way it usually gets interpreted is that humble and grounded in faith means not to show excitement, happiness, or elation. That is not what it means to be humble and grounded. And while it is impossible to fully let go of fears and doubts, we only remind ourselves that this is Allah's plan as well when we are feeling fear, doubt, stress, or anxiety. But at the same time, I ask you to contemplate this question. How do you know that Allah's plan is not for you to feel happiness and joy? Why are you taking responsibility of knowing what Allah's plan is for you? Why aren't we more often reminding ourselves that while I'm experiencing joy, this also is Allah's plan for me? Why are we always turning to that narrative when we're experiencing difficult emotions? We are told we must trust in His plan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we have faith and that ultimately everything happens because Allah willed it. And yes, it does, but let me also create a stern reminder here. You have no clue what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills for you. You are creating apprehension of joy out of your own freedom of choice, limiting your joy ahead of time, thinking the culturally acceptable mannerism for a Muslim woman is not to show joy. You are accepting a human-made culture as Allah's will. We put limitations on Allah's will with our interpretations of our circumstances. We have no idea what Allah's plan is for us. What if, for you, Allah's plan is that you're created to enjoy your life, live in blessings, live a happy and fulfilling life, in submission and happy? 
In the West, we're often taught to strive for happiness and to avoid sadness at all cost. But as Muslims, we understand that both emotions are necessary for growth and understanding. It is important to acknowledge and feel sadness when it arises, but it is equally important to not let it consume you and prevent you from experiencing the beauty of joy. Both are from Allah. Allowing yourself to fully embrace joy even in the presence of fear is a sign of true faith and trust in Allah's plan. It is a recognition that ultimately, everything is temporary and fleeting. Using this paradigm, do not brush off joy too quickly and do not undermine its existence, but embrace it. Because given everything is temporary, why eliminate joy before its due time? I have come to understand that embracing joy and happiness, in spite of the ever-present fear of loss, is again a skill and a vital part of living a fulfilling life. When we understand that everything in this world is temporary, it becomes all the more important to cherish and savor the moments of joy that we are given. So when I'm enjoying my time in the theme park, and I'm having a feeling of dread that this can all be over in any minute, or while my brain worries that the world is in chaos, people are fighting for their basic rights, and here I am eating a $10 bag of popcorn, riding roller coasters. Just through those thoughts, joy dies in that moment. But I redirect my mind towards the blessing, find deep gratitude and expansive energy in my body that lets me be fully present in the moment, available to receive what Allah subhanahu wa allowed me to create through my free will. Happiness, joy, gratitude, all from true abundance. And that is the energy I direct to create change in the world. It is easy to get caught up in the feelings of despair and negativity, but it is also important to remember that these emotions are temporary. They will pass, just as joy will pass. But that doesn't mean you are to brush off joy and undermine its existence. Embrace it fully with whatever human capacity you have to create it and to cultivate it. Give joy its due diligence and make the most of the precious time we have. In this way, we can find true contentment and fulfillment in our relationships, especially in our relationship with Allah in this temporary world. Again, I hope it goes without saying that I do not say joy as it applies to hedonistic pleasure. And this type of true, wholesome joy and happiness can come from spending time with friends, picking up a book and a cup of tea. Joy can be from a yacht. Hedonistic pleasure means you're assigning your joy to the object of pleasure rather than the one and true original source. That is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that true joy and contentment can only be found in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Every other object of joy between you and Him subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if it is your children, who are pure and innocent, any other object can come between your relationship and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you assign it to be the primary source of your joy. Be open to let joy in and embrace it fully, even if it feels foreign or unfamiliar. But do not make it mean that the ultimate source of the joy is this object of the world. The source of joy is always Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And with that line of thinking, truly cherish it without prematurely killing your experience in the name of humility. As a Western Muslim woman who practices a fierce mental fitness regime, I understand that the source of joy is not the object, but rather that feeling is created by our thought. Our thoughts are intermediaries between the divine and our lived experience. It is through our thoughts that we are able to connect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the experience of joy and contentment. Constantly reminding yourself that joy is not something that can be found in external objects or circumstances but rather it is an internal feeling that is created by your thoughts. And the purest of those thoughts are through your connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can align your thoughts and emotions with the divine 
and experience true joy and contentment. We have to stop rehearsing trauma. We tend to believe that by embracing joy, we're inviting misfortune. We anticipate and prepare for potential tragedy during the pinnacle moments of our lives, all in the effort to avoid vulnerability. But this fear of being caught off guard by pain leads us to constantly rehearse tragedy and trauma. This is unnecessary. Practicing gratitude is one of the best ways to lock joy in, to be able to embrace and accept it fully. In the moment of joy when the thoughts of fear try to sneak in, practice gratitude for the joy. It fortifies your faith. It strengthens joy and grounds it firmly in the mind. Gratitude weighs more than the fear of loss if you let it. All through this podcast, I've been using the word joy, but many other emotions come to mind like elation, bliss, delight, ecstasy, exhilaration, serenity, euphoria, thrill, adventure. A simple understanding of a cultural and religious influence can shift the trajectory of how we experience all of these beautiful emotions. Take note of the impact of social expectations and stereotypes on your ability as a Muslim woman to fully embrace and experience joy. I gave you techniques for practicing self-compassion and mindfulness to overcome your apprehension of joy. Simple redirection of mind from a thought that is creating the foreboding of joy towards a thought that helps you immerse yourself in the experience, all the while getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah for this design. Personal reflection has great value on the role of faith in overcoming joy apprehension, and embracing it with a sense of peace and gratitude is your ultimate goal. With that, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O Allah, we seek your guidance and protection in all aspects of our lives. We come to you with our fears and worries, including the fear of losing the joy that we are experiencing. Help us release these negative thoughts and help us trust in your plan for us. O Allah, I ask that you protect us from our minds that create limitations of your plans. Give us the strength to fully embrace and enjoy the blessings you have given us without any fear or hesitation of accepting your gifts. Ameen Ya Rabbul Ameen. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. It is our mission to raise emotional intelligence among Muslims and to dispense tools of superior mental health, gaining success in this world and the next, one thought at a time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem. Regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.